0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about a range of interesting language artifacts. And let's start with this question. Why did language as widely spoken as Latin completely die out? Oh well, Tim, Latin hasn't completely died, but it has
1: evolved. When we talk about Latin dying, dying, we're mostly referring to something called Classical Latin, which was the language of the Roman Empire. Now, when the Roman Empire collapsed, it didn't just completely vanish, but that did mark the start of its evolution into what we now call the Romance languages. Ah, explain what the Romance languages are. Sure. So, you know, Italian, French, Spanish, Portuguese, Romanian, which we know millions uh, millions of people speak today, right? So when we say Latin is, quote-unquote, dead, because it no longer changes or evolves as living languages do right now.
0: Okay, we'll put it in quotes then. But how does a, quote-unquote, dead language like Latin still have such a powerful influence and presence in modern English? So English, you know, although a Germanic language has been heavily, heavily
1: influenced by Latin, largely due to the influences of the Catholic Church and the scholarly tradition of the Middle Ages, which used Latin extensively. And many English words, especially in academic, legal, and scientific contexts,
0: are actually borrowed from Latin. Uh, Ah, we're going to come back to that, but for now, another language artifact. How do French words like cul-de-sac and hors d'oeuvres end up is as part of the English language without being translated to English words.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> these these words uh like cul-de-sac, it literally means bag bottom in French. And as you can see, it looks and sounds much better untranslated, keeping it as cul-de-sac. Especially when you're trying to, you know, sell houses or something. <laughs> and hors d'oeuvres similarly sounds more posh than appetizers or starters and translates directly into something like, outside the main course. Which also sounds really clumsy and just not as good sounding as hors d'oeuvres. So, you know, that's in the case of English and French specifically. Um, There were a lot of historical and cultural exchanges between England and France over the centuries. So what happened is that English borrowed a lot of words from French. And in some cases, these words had no direct or concise or you know, nice English equivalent.
0: Now, one thing I would like you to ELI 5 is this word. What is a calc? So these things, they're called calcs, which are basically loan
1: translations. And this means that they are words and expressions loaned from other languages and translated literally. There are lots of French English ones uh, because of the cultural exchange we just talked about. Give us some examples. Okay, so uh, beer garden. That's a calc full of the German uh, beer garden. Adam's apple is also a calc of the French pomme d'Adam. You know, often it's hard to recognize calcs as they become so normal inside a language. Some English calcs from French, for example, include phrases like that
0: goes without saying, point of view, flea market, or by heart. Okay, now we said we'd get back to Latin. Why do certain professions, especially like law and medicine, still heavily use Latin terms and phrases in them? In
1: many ways, this is just about tradition. Latin was the language of scholars for centuries, and a lot of our knowledge was originally written in Latin. It's also a neutral language, so no matter where you are in the world, habeas corpus or post-mortem pretty much means the same thing. It's also about precision. So Latin terms can convey very, very specific meanings that aren't easily translatable into
0: everyday language, especially when it comes to the legal and medical terminology. And doesn't Latin still play a role in the formation of new English words even today, especially in the technology fields or medical fields like we were talking about before? Totally. When we need a new term, we often turn to
1: Latin or sometimes Greek uh, roots to create that term. Take internet, for example. Inter is Latin, it means between. And net comes from the Latin uh, reta, which also kind of meaning net. So even in medicine, new diseases or treatments might also be given Latin names to keep that international consistency and precision. Take the coronavirus. So corona actually means crown in Latin. And the virus was named for the crown-like spikes that protrude from its surface.
0: Oh, very interesting. And finally, some Latin phrases remain untranslated in common usage, like status quo or vice versa.
1: Yeah, yeah. These are like linguistic souvenirs. These phrases have been incorporated into English because they succinctly and elegantly express concepts or ideas that might be more cumbersome to express in you know, pure English.
0: Fascinating. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at ELI5podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions and comments for us. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, please do take the time to go and leave us a rating or a review. It only takes two minutes, and it really helps other listeners to discover this podcast. As always, thank you to the community at r slash I'm 5 and we will see you all next week.